where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Shelby, you're back. I know. It feels so good to say that again. It's been so long. But then you're going away again. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Groundhog yeah. Day appears, sees a shadow, <laughs> gone another six weeks. Exactly. Uh, you know I had to come back for this. Taylor Swift announced a surprise album for the second time this year. And I was not about to let you go and talk about it slash trash it without um, a little bit of my own say. So we're here. We're back. And we're excited to welcome Swiftish, my co-host, Ashley. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be talking with you guys right now about evermore <laughs> i know thank you for doing this i know you guys tried to set it up behind my back and kind of edge me out of my two loves <laughs> and you know really push me out of these things i've helped create but you can't shake me off that quickly so i'm here and um, i'm ready for this and this is the second part of a two-part podcast crossover with swiftish so if you want to mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. our general thoughts about Folklore, Evermore, the weird, um, whatever. Joe Alwyn, the the thing where she was talking about the songs of folklore on Disney, whatever that was called. Yes. (laughs) Just head on over to Swiftish, listen to the first half of the episode. We are here to break down all the tracks on this album. Some say too many tracks, who knows? (laughs) Uh, So we'll be doing that here as part two of this two part episode. So if you haven't listened Mm -hmm. to the first part, go listen to that and then come back to us. You guys, Perfect. I feel like we have really, um, this is like a, a, a stepping stone for us because mm. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but here at Swiftish, we've never done anything like this. We've never done a two part series like this where we've recorded yeah, on one yeah. podcast mm. and recorded on the second one. So I'm excited to do this. This is like a perfect time. So thank you, Taylor Swift gods. I love this. <laughs> yeah. We've never had yes. a co-host come back from the dead before <laughs> to do an episode she and then does leave it all us the again. time. It's very, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Taylor-inspired uh, choice on my part. So I'm here and I'm proud and I'm happy and we have Evermore. I'm really excited about this. I, uh, I'm surprised that Matt wanted to do this without me forcing him to. I think that speaks to his level of swifty dumb he's achieved. Well, let's mm-hmm. not drag me through the mud too quickly. Yeah. I'd like to remind everybody that again, Taylor Swift was not my Spotify top artist of the year in 2020. So just get that out there. Remember, I have credibility again. After okay, a year of no okay, credibility, yeah, yeah, I now yeah, have yeah, more yeah. credibility. But we'll you see. were the first person who texted me about Taylor Swift's new album. I mean... Yes, 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 yes. Just pure excitement. It's like, OMG, did you see? Taylor has a new album coming out. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Enough Enough about me. Enough about me. Um, Let's talk about the tracks that we've got here and as we've done with the last two albums i think that taylor swift has released we've tried to guess what each other's top track will be before we go through them one by one (laughs) none of us have talked to each other about the tracks chubby tried to send me a text about something and i was like no save it for the podcast (laughs) i have thoughts so shelby since you're you know the special guest here today would you like to go first and try to guess what ashley and i's favorite songs are going to be Okay, yeah. So we do a top three. Is that what we're doing? Oh, uh, I mean, or are we doing one. a top one? Yeah, top one. You just, one? Let's just remember. do one. We need it to be more risky. Yeah. Oh dang this it! Is this is gonna be tough. Then okay, I think, um, I think Ashley's is. Oh, this is hard because I, I feel like it changes too. But yeah. I'm gonna say Ashley's favorite is uh, happiness, and I'm gonna say oh. Matt's favorite is. <laughs> dang it matt you're hard i really don't know with you ever but i know last time yours surprised me because it was last great american dynasty right yes which Mm -hmm. i have listened to numerous times since that's the one song off that album that i've kept in the rotation and so i feel like i feel like your favorite might be oh long story short (laughs) okay okay interesting Ashley, you want to go? Yes. So I think, and I might be totally off here, I think Shelby's, your favorite's going to be Cowboy Like Me. And Matt, I know you've told us in a text that you had a song on repeat over and over again like 60 times. I'm going to say Gold Rush. That's what my thoughts are. Interesting. Okay. 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 Um, let's see. I feel like Shelby loves a song that's sort of like is a dig at people, really. <laughs> and I feel like the one that's the most like 
angry is closure. So I'm going to say that's her favorite. And then Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Let's <laughs> see. You. It's nice to have a friend really was a terrible pick. <laughs> so I have to, I always have to be oh. looking at like, what are my least favorite songs oh. on the album? It's probably going to be one of those. But um, Matt, my fa- one of my favorite was The Last Great American Dynasty last time. Uh, yeah, I, I know, that. but I'm, uh, uh, okay. Process, Ashley, you have to. Um, okay, I'm going <laughs> to say that your favorite is... Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, let's go with Evermore, because I think you also liked Exile. So okay, okay, okay. The okay. one with the cats reference in it. Yeah, um, yes. And we're gonna go like track by track, and then we're gonna be like, surprise. That's this is my favorite. Is yeah. that what we're yes. doing? Yes, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I have a least favorite that I really truly I hate. So I, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we oh, least favorites, or just just announce them when we get to them. We can just announce them. Yeah. I okay. Think. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a good way to start off because I will say I am obviously a huge Taylor Swift fan. Love so much of her stuff. Just spent Caveats. the better part of quarantine um, ranking all of her songs. This album, in general, I won't say I won't say it's a disappointment, but I will say it was a surprising <laughs> letdown. Like you know, I was I was on a high with folklore okay and i knew it would be hard to match that just because you know lightning doesn't strike twice Mm, but on first listen i was just kind of like huh i don't know if this is scratching any of my itches right now but were you guys as generally um pleased or what was your energy with the first Um, listen i was really kind of like I felt torn because I was seeing online how everyone was like, this song, this album tops folklore. It's so much better than folklore. Mm-hmm, so I did mm-hmm. a poll for our Swiftish podcast listeners and I was like, what do you like better, folklore or evermore? And 60% like folklore, folklore, I want to say folklore, <laughs> folklore better folklore. than evermore. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad like trashing any Taylor Swift album. This isn't ta- terrible. This is not a terrible. Gosh, you guys. It's not a terrible album. Wow. There are really some songs I love, but Folklore, I love it so much better. Like it's just, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because it's the first child, but it's just more variety on that album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, I, yeah, I, I'm in yeah, the same job. I would, I think I would also agree that Folklore is a better album than Evermore. It feels, Again, like theorizing to the writing process. I feel like what happened was she was writing a bunch of songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, She picked the best ones and made folklore. There were some Mm -hmm. left over and she kept writing. And so this album, I feel like, is probably some of the leftovers from the first album and then some new songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like there's a little bit of a fatigue there. I think that this album has slightly less variety. All Mm -hmm. of the songs sound a little bit more similar. Also, because we've had so long to listen to folklore, I feel like Mm -hmm. some of there were times when I was listening to this album that there was like either phrases or notes or passages of music that I was sort of like, uh, it got in my mind like that it was something that it was folklore and then it wasn't. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I wanted it to be this, but then it wasn't, it was something new that I didn't like as well, or mm-hmm. maybe just didn't know as well. So yeah, I feel like this album was not as good. And also what? we all I agree. Would say, what? <laughs> no oh one's God. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also feel Ooh, like yeah. had this not been the pandemic I don't know maybe you guys have a different opinion on this but had this not been the pandemic and this had been regular Taylor Swift like doing her normal stuff I feel like she would have waited she would not have released folklore as quickly she would have continued writing and then she would have released one album that was the best songs between the mm-hmm. two of them mm-hmm. and i feel like that would have ultimately been a stronger album because i do feel like there's a lot of filler on both of these that i'm like we could do without so, this song i mean if, if you're a taylor if swift fan sure 40 songs for the, love it yeah for, if it wasn't for the for pandemic me, could though, do without we wouldn't have folklore at all because she would yeah, be Matt, focused that just Purely. another reason to oh. hate the pandemic, <laughs> truly. No, no, no. I think, and that's the other thing is that was like first listen. And I feel like what I concluded is in my own, you know, tortured, what am I, you know, wrestling with this realization that I didn't love evermore. 
I think what it is, is folklore still felt very specific to Taylor in a lot of ways. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, she was writing fiction, but it was very familiar Taylor Swift style of writing. The production was very muted, so it was all focused on the lyrics. So it was easy to capture the stories, the characters, the arcs of each song on first listen. Whereas this Evermore album felt much more geared towards like, well, I've flexed my muscle. I feel comfortable now. So I'm going to really lean into this indie singer-songwriter style and have more fun with production. Um, There's a lot more instruments involved. There's a lot more hands in the pot. She has more people on board for each song. Um, And I think it just became more experimental and, and that meant that her writing became more abstract. And I think that was something that was hard for me to, you know, get comfortable with because I'm so used to Taylor Swift not only a confessional, like personal life songwriter, but someone who's just very focused on storytelling and like straightforward images. And like, you know, you have an arc you can follow in the last great American dynasty and you're just like going along for the fun of it. Whereas this has a lot more metaphorical, Mm -hmm. like symbolic uh, sort of (laughs) indie style (laughs) lyrics where you're like, what are you really saying here? I'm not quite sure. And so I think that became part of the hold up for me was just like, wait, I don't I can't pick up on what she's putting down right now. Which 100%. makes me scared because I'm like, what are we going to podcast about on Swiftish if we like we're like, well, I don't know what the song is about. <laughs> I feel like Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift's strength, which I've talked about at various points on the podcast, is how like she tells these narratives that are like specific to her, but also broad enough that you can sort of put whatever you want from your own personal life on them. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. so easy to kind of like track with and identify you know it's like uh you're really mean to me and i'm someday (laughs) going to be successful and you know it's like they're so easy where with multiple tracks on this album i had to pull up the lyrics and read them without the music and be like what the f is she trying to say here like what's the story and then you read online and it's like oh this is about a old steel miner who was yeah yeah, it's like (laughs) what like never would i have put this together unless i went and read this interview that she did or whatever and i think that that is a weakness to have if you're going to do something narrative the listener still has to be able to pick it up they shouldn't have to you know like have a phd in order to get through this i do have some friends who you know we were we had this big chat going on when it was released and they like this album so much more than folklore and i think one of the reasons is one of the friends is going through a really rough time when it comes to like relationships and whatnot and some of the songs Mm -hmm spoke to her like no other like she thought folklore was perfect for her she's like oh my gosh this is great for my situation but evermore was like just another another level for her so like the narration that was going on in evermore she could she stood behind and she really really got so i think it also depends on like who you are and what what's going on in your life right now i don't know yeah like if you're if you're going through a divorce there are definitely some songs on here that are like wow ouch if you're going through uh a situation where you are a con artist at a wedding maybe this one would work for you yes Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) if If you've been proposed to but you said no but the family was there and they were watching this would be a great album there's something in there well that's a universal if you you killed someone and your friends helped hide the body then you have a song here and i think it's great i love Um, that but should we break it down track yes. by track? I think yes. We'll get yes. some insight there. Obviously, mm-hmm. first up is Willow, which is the lead single uh-huh. as well. Yes. Um, we talked on Swiftish a little bit about the music video. Uh, but yeah, how how do you guys like this song? I liked it. This one was fine for me. I ranked mm-hmm. it sixth out of the 15. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't, you know, it was whatever. It was like yeah. five for Folksy. me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was five for me too. Look oh, at us; we're what? on the same page. Yes. Mind meld. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this Who is thought? too much, you Who guys. We're thought? agreeing on too many things here. <laughs> I think you're going to lose your followers, honestly. Yeah, I know, I know. We're, that's why we did the track by track on PS. You're wrong, so that Swifties yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might not find it, and they won't hear us be disappointed. As I liked it but. because, like, it talk. It was like she keeps on talking about, like, you wrecked my plans. That's my man. Like everything she was like planning on in her life, like her trajectory for her career, for everything. As soon as she met Joe, because I think this was very narrative for her. It was like, you wrecked my plans. And she's better off now for 
the plans that are erect. I just think it's really cute. See, That's my man. Again, I was, con- I was like, even on this track, I was slightly confused. I was like, is she upset that she's bending to the man? <laughs> is that a positive? Like, it was just, the messages are muddled here, folks. <laughs> and starting with track one, still couldn't quite pick up what was going on. <laughs> I think after all the queer um, readings of folklore, she wanted to start out her album being like, here's a gendered term. I like so, boys. That's my man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's my man. <laughs> man emphasis, please. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. I think it's like fun and catchy and it's yeah. one of the ones that sticks in your head. But I also agree, Matt, that it was sort of like, what's happening here? But I'm vibing, you know? <laughs> uh, speaking of things that were mildly confusing the second song is champagne problems which apparently she wrote with joe alwyn this yes. is his songwriting ability yeah. they get drunk a- together a, a lot <laughs> and this is about a it's like a little bit slower and it's about uh, like a man proposing to a woman and her saying no yes uh-huh. yeah that joe helped her write is this based on experience yeah. from <laughs> Either of them? Well, that's what's funny, first of all, is that every song Joe co-writes or helps on is a breakup track. So it's like, are these people just like that it's bored a, in It's quarantine? an Easter egg. Yeah. It's an Easter egg. <laughs> like, we got, we dumped each other. It's oh, over. She's pregnant and yeah. they're not together anymore. Part of me kind of thinks like maybe some of them are like autobiogra- autobiographical for her. And since she's writing with Joe, people won't really like, like, oh, Joe wrote right. it with her. So it's it's fine. Because yeah, that's a good strategy. In yeah, the Look What You Made Me Do music video um yes there was a i don't know if you watched it but in one of the scenes she was robbing a bank and there was an empty ring uh box Mm -hmm. and then yes i do remember this and then she's Mm -hmm. in and then in one of the scenes she's in like this uh diamond filled bathtub and there's in in a necklace um it spells out no like a locket and calvin harris gave her a locket once upon a time for a gift and everyone was wondering like oh my gosh is that because like it is all the, are those Easter eggs calling out how like Calvin Harris proposed to her and she said no, but you know, nice. it could also be like um, an Easter egg to big machine her being like, they proposed a new contract and she said no, because mm-hmm. later on that month mm-hmm. she said wow. she announced that she was going to go with a different uh, music label. So I don't know. You know, this is actually um, one of my favorite songs. Like this is number two for me. I love this song. <laughs> this was like number yeah, seven. It's number four for me. I liked this one as well. I didn't really understand it, but I liked it. Oh, yeah. Oh, but then it, like, reminded me of, like, actually someone made a little TikTok video matching it to Little Women when, like... Oh, I do love Little Women. she rejects him. It's like, oh, my gosh. I just think this is a very Taylor Swift image, and she does a great job of, for me at least, I was, like, immediately wrapped up in the story and, like the sadness of realize she has a line in there where she's like, you don't know the answer until the question is asked type yeah. thing. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that was just like so good. And I, I like that it's from her perspective, but it's so concerned about how the man is feeling and mm-hmm. like, and there's still that like tenderness, even though you just brutally <laughs> rejected him. And I just, I really like what she did here. I thought it was a fun narrative to play with. And I think, this song is one I'd revisit a lot. Yeah. And just because it's seven doesn't mean I don't like it. I do like this one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah well, You're but right. you both didn't like the album as a whole, which uh, you said yeah, on recorded air. So as a whole, I liked it, but not as much as folklore. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's okay. Tough. So it's track tough. three, we have Gold Rush, which is a Jack <laughs> Antonoff. He was not very involved with this album. He only has yeah. what, two songs on here? This is one of them. This is like one of the few songs that goes a little bit faster it's mostly a dirgy kind of slow album but Mm -hmm. this one picks it up a little bit i had this as number two this is my second favorite song i had that as number one Uh, for you okay i was close yeah i liked it i liked it it is fun and it was one that i I was sort of like what is this about but then reading the lyrics you're like oh that's kind of cute like that insecurity especially when you're imagining taylor swift feeling like the not pretty one in a relationship which is just mm, hard to i mean picture joe allen um, i just i can't wrap my head around her thinking everyone wants joe <laughs> i don't think this is about joe allen he's a talented <laughs> he's a talented songwriter I, yeah. ashley I've that's why people, everybody wants him i've heard people say that this is probably from the perspective of anyone who dates taylor swift <laughs> yes i love that idea it's like how she wrote this is what you came for which yeah. is all about her yeah. self being mm-hmm. so cool i thought and this so was I about harry get- styles 
I know that's the other theory, which I'm just like whatever. But the then Christian I really stumbled us. down the I stumbled down the rabbit hole, and people think this might be about Carly Kloss because obviously Ooh. she's gorgeous and beautiful. I love that and, theory. Yeah, but most provocative is that during the Met Gala last year, when she was doing her like camp, you know, the camp theme, the one of Carly Kloss's. Instagram captions was gold rush. Oh, <laughs> you guys. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. such a Kaler truther, honestly. You, she is. She's she's 100% Kaler. <laughs> See, I think another so song about Carly on this I album, I also though. agree. I think there's another song yeah. about her, though. So when we get oh, back I to that. I feel it, too. Yeah. I think there's 14 other songs about uh, her on this yeah. album. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's all a Carly dedication. But I think that's what, it's interesting about this because, obviously, it's about someone being so pretty you're distracted by him and so whether or not they actually dated i can feel that vibe from them you know like mm-hmm. taylor was always like enamored by carly Kloss in a in a, mm-hmm. some sort of way so yeah. that's what that's my that's my theory and i'm sticking to it and so that's why i like this song too <laughs> love it uh okay track number four tis the damn season mm-hmm. a <laughs> odd little christmas ditty I uh, it. The- really this is my least favorite like hands down i hated this song number four i, I have this at it. oh my gosh like ashley it. this is why i have this at 13 also did not oh, like yeah. yeah i was just confused i get it now like it's tied to dorothea and like okay cute whatever but there is something about this that i instantly just really shuddered over <laughs> I like. I don't it. think I've re-listened to it honestly, except accidentally on shuffle or something. <laughs> See, in my mind, I kind of like to go to it for like, like I don't care about Dorothea, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is definitely <laughs> James and Betty. Uh, Betty's back for the hot, for Christmas break, and they're they're hooking right, up right. and getting their fixes, and you know. <laughs> I- <laughs> I have a I have a question for you yeah. guys. I I feel like this is uncharted territory that okay. we have not discussed. What do we I feel like a lot of celebrities decide at some point in their career that they are going to uh write fiction and write some kind of like young adult novel series or you know maybe <laughs> something very literary. What do we feel like the likelihood is that at some point in the future Taylor Swift writes a novel mm-hmm. under a pen name so that we don't know that it's her yeah. and then comes out and is like surprise 100 percent behind me. that i think we've yeah. talked about that though on swiftish too but she's gonna she's gonna write a book she's gonna write a musical she's gonna go down that rabbit hole it'll be amazing i don't know if i can see her writing a novel well i think she's so good in the in the, the short stories in the short term like i but she really I likes mean, making up these worlds now or at least true. in these last that's couple true. albums and she does have a very vivid imagination so you know what i i definitely probably would be the target audience for whatever she wrote so (laughs) it would probably turn out that i'd read it and then i'd just be pleasantly surprised that it was taylor all along Mm, i mean maybe uh okay next track number five tolerate it uh Mm -hmm. i tolerated this track it was fine yeah it was (laughs) it was like uh it was so dour and that mm-hmm. she's in this relationship with this guy and he's like clearly not into it, but she's just like desperate to be with him. It was so sad. Yeah. yeah. I had well, this at 14. This was like one of <laughs> my 14 too. You know, hell. Yeah. Wow. Oh, interesting. It was middle of the pack for me. I track fives are, are infamous among the Swifty circles. She saves it for the deepest cut. So it wasn't surprising that this was sad. Um, I think she's, but I did expect more of it. Yeah. Happiness. You're like, I'll do well. Yeah. (laughs) Needs to pick me up. Um, I feel like I saw someone compare it to portrait of a lady on fire and, and that's sort of what I feel like I've decided it is, is Taylor watched a lot of sad, um, lesbian movies or just sad movies in general and wrote this, (laughs) wrote this song about it. And so I'm happy she got to work through that in a, Mm -hmm. in a, in a productive way maybe what that that's what happened with her and carly maybe she was (laughs) like trying to be this mirror ball always being on her tiptoes trying to do everything for carly and carly was like nah i'm gonna go chase that yeah i mean if any yeah (laughs) (laughs) is called yeah um if if this is about anyone in taylor's life my money would be on calvin harris i get that vibe from him i get a little calvin um, harris vibes on these songs you guys Mm, interesting yeah 
I, I, his album. <laughs> I think no I think that the Carly Kloss thing is right because yeah. Carly Kloss I feel like was less famous than Taylor at the time was friends mm. with Taylor like I think Taylor Swift was obsessed with Carly Carly I think <laughs> liked Taylor less than Taylor liked her they had a friendship I feel like at some point it maybe got a a little too romantic <laughs> either carly ran or she was like no i think yes i 100 percent believe this theory and i think that multiple of these like sad depressing songs are about <laughs> carly claus i love that yes matt we need a kayler spinoff podcast we'll just talk <laughs> yeah, about this. i'm here for it i'm here for it yeah. but yeah it was kind of a it was kind of a downer and definitely one of my least favorite track vibes of hers okay Okay, you guys, we have arrived here. I have thoughts on this. Nobody, no crime, featuring, in quotes, Haim. Uh Uh, I love Haim. They are one Mm -hmm. of my favorite bands. I've seen them in concert. The very first, like, vinyl record I bought was their album. Like, I love them so much. I follow them on Instagram. I think they're so funny. When I saw, I mean, Taylor Swift is obviously friends with them. uh, Has been for quite some time. Which I'm always like, Haim, do better. But whatever. (laughs) And so when I saw that they were featured on on the album, I was like, yes. Like, like a a Haim song. I love them. They're such good songs. Songwriters, they play all these musical instruments. I love their voice. Like, I've listened to songs that they've been featured on by other artists that are always so good. I was so excited. Mm. I sit down, I'm mm. listening to this album. If you had not told me that Haim was on this, I could have listened to it for a million years and never figured it out because <laughs> she has them frigging singing background vocals for her. Yeah. They don't get anything in this song other than that Taylor is using Esty Haim's name in the songwriting. But this is the second time that Taylor Swift has done this. First she did it with the Dixie Chicks. Now mm-hmm. she's doing it with Haim where she gets these amazing female mm-hmm. bands. She brings them on the album just to sing backup vocals for her. I'm like, this is rude and unprofessional <laughs> and I will not stand for it. This song is garbage. I will not be listening to it again. I don't care oh. that there's an Olive Garden reference. Like, if you're going to bring on Haim, at least have him sing a verse, have him do something. This but is would you ugh, infuriating. Song if it wasn't them? I think I would have liked this song more if it wasn't that, but I was just so viscerally angry the whole time that they got nothing. And this, this is the second right time Taylor Swift. And also, and also, I'll just say this. Taylor Swift has done multiple songs now where men get, uh, you know, whole verses to oh, themselves I'm to so sing. And yet Haim mm-hmm. and the Dixie Chicks get yes. nothing. Yeah. This, she, she could Go not have off. given one of these. <laughs> she could not have given one of these verses to Danielle Haim to sing about her. Like, Yes. I know. I think the problem is um she said that she'd written the song before sharing it with them. Like she just I think it was just like, oh, won't this be fun if we just like sing this together, LOL, like pick a restaurant and I'll put it in the lyrics. Yeah. Um so yeah, but I totally agree. I think it is frustrating that she doesn't highlight these other women in her work. So I'm with you, Matt. Well Thank you. Well, this is Was this and- your favorite? This will not come as a shock to anyone who listens to the podcast. This is my favorite song. No! Yes. Oh, yes. I love this song. I love the song. I, I want to be clear. I agree. I love this song. Uh, like, I just, you know, a lot of people have yeah. tweeted, you know, like, oh, my sister listened to the song. And once it was over, she's like, wait, where are where are the Haim sisters? Like, there are a lot of people who are like, I wouldn't have known mm-hmm. that the Haim sisters are on here. And there's another song where I've written my notes where someone does backup vocals, but she doesn't even yes. credit them credit so them. yeah, the, yeah the one of the mumford and sons yes. people is on yeah. one of these and, and they don't say, even get a credit they don't even it's say weird. featured so this it was kind of the same which i was like i thought that the high sisters would at least like be featured more heavily which i totally agree with you on that matt but i am obsessed with true crime podcasts <laughs> documentaries yeah. like i don't know how many times i've i've mentioned my favorite murder podcast or like death and murder in all of our podcasts, but this is my favorite. <laughs> I love the story. I love the the turnaround. I love how she goes from tolerate, you know, this guy who's being like such a douche <laughs> to no body, no crime and how it goes from like, he kills the girl, they kill him. They kind of set it up so that like, Irma. it's, it's on the 
the mistress because she took out a huge life insurance. Like it's just, I'm waiting for like a, a lifetime movie or a movie to be written about this. It's yeah. featuring the Hyam sisters. Like they'll be yeah. acting in it. That's where they're get their, that's yeah. where they get their credit. In a, in a brief cameo, they'll be yeah. walking in the, <laughs> in the background. But this is my favorite. Yeah. I love this song so much. Oh, and it the Dixie chicks and- or the chicks. They're not called the Dixie chicks anymore. Right. It's the chicks. Yeah, the chicks. The chicks. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me very much of uh, a Goodbye Earl. I, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I, I love it so much. It's my song. That was one of my favorite songs growing up. Uh, this is an amazing song. <laughs> you're like six years old. You're like, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Earl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been into murder for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, to I be really, fair. I had fun with this song. Where's this rated for you too. guys? It was I put three. it at 11. Ugh. Uh which, uh, you know, there was a song on, there was multiple songs in the album that I liked less than this, but I was just so mad. I just yeah. couldn't. I, I get I that. You're like, so annoyed. You want justice, justice for the sisters. I yes, justice for the sisters. The, yeah. on, on the third album that she's releasing in this trilogy, Haim better have a friggin' song that they're <laughs> yeah. actually singing on. Yeah. Honestly, like, they write their own music. They play tons of instruments. Yeah. They're so talented. Like, have them come in and do some production with you. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because you look at, like, the other... She did Imogen Heap on Clean, but that's also not a feature. So I don't know the rules of, like, a featured track like this because... Imogen was doing way more on clean, I felt like, than the Heim sisters did here, even. She's like, you're but, my best friend. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think it's because they like, I think it's because of the name thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, then it's just, like, people cute. who know Heim are like, oh, it's SD. Like, that's a weird name. And it's the, the older Heim sister. Yeah. It, so, like, I can see why she did it, but it was just like, okay, we couldn't have given the bridge or something to somebody. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. they're there at the beginning. They're like, he did it. He <laughs> yes, did yes. It. And then you hear one of them talking like she was with me. So yeah, I want um I want a video footage of of Taylor being like, hey, I want to write a song with you guys. Can you come in and record? And they're like, yeah, great, we'll be there. And then it's like, okay, um, so I need you to all go. He did it. And yeah, then I, I want you to sing the chorus softly behind me. And then that's it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, there's not a you uh, don't there's not a there's not. A, yeah, she's yeah. like no that's it that's all i, I think this should be like the theme song the intro and like the intro song the chorus to the undoing i think he did it but i just can't oh my gosh it. Yeah. it should be the intro to the undoing i love it wow yeah uh Okay, track seven is Happiness. Um, this song uh, features the only book I think that Taylor Swift has ever read, Great Gatsby, which she, you know, <laughs> sticks in, in every album. You know, she's like, I need a literary reference. I did read Great Gatsby in high school. Let me pull something out of there. Um, but I liked this song despite the Gatsby, uh, you know, overuse. This is like a slower song, song, but it just like works for some reason. I like it. Yeah, it's... no, this is my favorite song. Oh, on the album. This is my oh. Favorite hey, it's, this is eight for me, but I still like it. Oh, dang it. I, I have so it at off. seven. Hey, Matt and I. Okay, wow. <laughs> See, it's a good thing you came Haters. on because there yeah. are some things that Matt and I are like, are like, like very polar on but for the most part yeah yes yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean this is the last song she wrote she said for the album she last said she week. finished it last week i think i think it's like a really like a lot of the production on this album isn't my favorite and i get confused by some of the choices later on in this in this album but i feel like here it really matches her and she has this really like effective sort of shaky voice going on and it's really the saddest song i've <laughs> listened to mm-hmm. recently which i love a good ironic title and um i think it's just like a really good message and a mature one that taylor mm-hmm. has taken on and so i think it all just kind of like works for me i agree mm-hmm. i love that she's like saying you know there's there's happening happiness with you but there's also gonna be happiness after you i'm going to yeah. i'm gonna be strong I, i'm just i'm just you know it was good and now it's gone so it's a little yeah. sad <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think it's like uh you can see how she's progressing basically and yep. how she's processing her true feelings because obviously reputation you got a lot of sardonic sort of uh sarcastic um 
angry, playful, sort of vengeful looks at her past. And it all kind of felt you couldn't trust it necessarily. And even with Lover, she was enamored with her current situation. So any reflection on her past was kind of salty still. And you had like, this is why we can't have nice things and all this sort of stuff. And um, I forgot that you existed was the next step. And then on Folklore, you have songs that are kind of more relaxed about the past, like the the one or I send their baby's presents type thing. And now this one felt very much like the next step of recognizing like, yeah, I, I have heartbreak and I can write really angry, mean, vengeful songs about anyone who crosses me. But I can also like step back and like reflect and be like, okay, well, it was, it was sad, but I guess it's like better now and I'll move on. <laughs> uh, so next up we have track eight, the lesbian anthem, Dorothea. Uh, Selena. This is Dorothea. This is... <laughs> People think this is about Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, I have I have all my facts to prove it too. What? You guys didn't know okay. this? Okay, wait. So, oh my god, let, so many people think song, it's about Selena. The song Why? in general is about like the like a guy who's stuck in his hometown writing to like a girl who's gotten famous and being like, "Hey, I still love you. Like, yeah. come back if you want to." Well, and okay. she's writing it about how so people, Selena Gomez left her. People are saying it's more like about a friendship, like you can come back when you don't want the fame. Um, but they, oh, yeah, like like you, because Selena said one time that she could live without the fame, and so she was like, "We can be friends." Like it's, I miss my friend kind of thing. Because um, one of the lyrics is, "I see you on tiny screens," and people are there's like all these articles written about it. I necessarily, I'm not like tied to anything. I'm just the you know, the, the bearer of the news. Yeah. So, so they're so saying wait, that like, they... see you see her on a tiny screen. So Selena has a HBO max cooking show. And there's one, there's like a show. <laughs> there's one show where she's talking to Taylor. It's uh, because of quarantine. Like they can't be together. So you have like the little like FaceTime on her <laughs> phone. And then one of Selena's favorite movies outside of the, the Disney is wizard of Oz. And then you're a queen selling dream makeup and magazines, the rare beauty magazine or rare beauty and then all of her magazine shoots and then your mom so and her the pageant schemes that, and she so was the message is that taylor just taylor mrs. Selena. just misses her friend and yeah wrote i mean a song about her i don't the know song That's what feels to me a little like like sexual, that there was bad right? blood though wasn't there uh, i, I feel like it's too. like people are just like like selena dorothea like they just like this would be great similar <laughs> i know i don't think this felt I don't think for so me either. like 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 horny guy who like doesn't have anything going on yeah, and like is like please trucker. like come yeah. back to me well a lot of people are it, tying dorothea and Matt, um, why haven't you written me a song about needing me to come back to the podcast like where's my anthem like, i'm working on it joe alwyn and i are writing it together yeah. well a lot of people are tying tis the damn season casual, and dorothea together yeah. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. I think so those that's, are the two sides where, of the coin, but that's yeah. why I'm but, even more confused. So I I, I know there's like Cosmo, Cosmo has a, a, a um, article written about it because they tied, they, you know, they get all these Swifties tweets with all these theories and they write yeah. an article about it. And yes. there's like 10 tweets where people are like, it's Selena. Like there's a picture of Selena as a little Selena. kid in a pageant. The Swifties <laughs> are like off the chain though. We do acknowledge that they are I, fully some, just like some, gone yeah. sometimes. Some of them are. I mean, I have seen a lot of articles about how this this duo, the Tis the Damn Season and Dorothea, feels queer and even oh, I can mirrors a lot of like yes. happiest seasons, that Hulu yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I totally buy into that reading in like a Carly Kloss question, but the idea of your best friend writing this song about well, maybe you she has a crush on Selena it. too. Oh, <laughs> I would be a little bit. I am bringing the tea, you guys. Honest. Yeah, Selena. I mean, but also Taylor Swift did write a song about her friends' children being in love with each other. So yeah, it wasn't about the she, friends' you know, children. She, you know, does she know names. boundaries? Does she know yeah. boundaries? That's the question. I will say this, Shelby, on the on the songwriting front. Uh, I was watching the prom uh, mm, yes, musical, yeah. and there is a whole song, sec- verse of a song in there about asking a girl named Shelby to prom. So oh, I know I watched it. I was very proud to see Shelby grow so quickly through a series of <laughs> yes. She she was homophobic, <laughs> and then she would, and went then she to the mall, and then yeah. she wasn't. So perfect. Um, grow. I liked Dorothea though. Me too. I I put it number five. My number six. Oh, look at oh, wow! It was like. It was the bottom three for me. I, oh, I like oh it. wow. 
Yeah. I don't okay. know. I think it was part of like the, and I haven't ranked them since the first listen. Uh-huh. And I was just like, ugh. Like, what is she singing about now? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole album, truly. Yeah. It's like, where are we going with this next one? Yeah. Um, and speaking of the where are we going with this next one, uh, Coney <laughs> Island, number nine, featuring The National. Mm-hmm. This is an ode to a lover who has passed away. No. I, no, I, no. I, a lover has passed uh, away? I thought it was like ode to a lover who I, they've broken I, up with. I took. I thought died. I thought because of the accident. All of her <laughs> yes. ex no. ex boyfriends on this song. I think it's about Calvin. Because specifically and only. Well, like so, he was in that accident in May two thousand six, and uh, it was a really bad what? accident. A car 2006? accident. Two thousand six. Two thousand sixteen. Sorry, would she have known him. Oh, wasn't? Oh. <laughs> wasn't Harry also in an accident yeah, that was yeah, referenced on some song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm kind of like I'm just, I'm telling you, Calvin has his day. Oh, he sorry. has his day. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, Joe was yeah. in some bombs of films, so that could have been the accident. <laughs> And also, so the reason I kind of say that is and also is because um, the first thing is talking about going up to the podium and forgetting the name. And then it's, I saw your your face flash before my eyes when I got in the accident. And it was yeah. all in 2016. He got an accident in May 2016. She accepted her album of the year in 2016 and didn't say Calvin's name at all. So I was like, oh, maybe this is... I, I thought the podium was like at a funeral. Like you go up at the podium and are given a speech. No, and you're so wow, distraught dark. with grief that you can't remember the person. I swear I saw or, this online or and somebody else friends. said it was about dead people. It could be friends. See, Ross goes was... up and says Rachel's name no. instead. Could be that. I, th- I saw someone break down where every line in this song referenced one of her other relationships. Ooh, because like she sings like, I swore is fine. You paint my me a blue sky. Which references um, Dear John, where she sings, Did I Paint Your Bluest Skies, The Darkest oh. Gray? Um, the Happy Birthday to You is obviously in reference to The Moment I Knew, Jake. which is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, when I got into the accident, I thought that was a reference to Out of the Woods when, mm-hmm. you know, 20 Stitches in a Hospital Room with Harry Styles. And then, yeah, the podium with Calvin. But then you also have. Um, Tom Hiddleston where it's like who Which coaxed one? you into paradise and left you there oh. <laughs> will you forgive me and it's like yeah like that's that. a fair question well I no wonder that, that maybe that this is so confusing if she's just trying to tie all these things <laughs> you know what Ashley I, what? okay I have a ch- I have a new challenge for you I know okay. that you love the 15 Taylors oh my God. what about the 15 boyfriends where each one <laughs> of these songs only, is, is for a different only. boyfriend well, Eight, that seven. we know of. That we yeah. know. She, there could have been some secret affairs. Carly Kloss is one of hey. them. Or, so maybe yeah. 15 lo- Selena, Selena Gomez. <laughs> yes. I like the yeah. I like the idea that like she's referenced every single one. I like that. I haven't seen it. I like it. Yeah. But where like, which line has to do with the Kennedy? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. I forgot about him. I don't know. I'll, I forgot I'll have to that do he some Which line is Taylor Lautner? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lautner, they said, um, did I close my fist around something delicate? Did I shatter you? Because <laughs> back to December, you know, she uh, she really. And she wrote this one with Joe, too, <laughs> which was, a, you know, another breakup song Man, written with Joe. Just a weird sort of like role play they do, which is like, hey, let's imagine we you know? dumped each other today. And write or you song. died. And I wrote I'm speaking at your funeral. <laughs> you died. They got some Taylor Swift is a freakiest freak. Let oh, me just say that. I think girl. she clearly is like uh, she's got some weird kinks that she's going on <laughs> under those giant uh, male overcoats. Um, I did like this song, though. I, I put it third, even though it's weird and it's I didn't well. understand it. I just like the vibe. I had it at the bottom of my I mean it was it was second to last I think just because I didn't love the national on it and Mm -hmm. yeah it was sort of a weird picture and I was like you've clearly never been to Coney Island if you think this is like a good place to go and reflect you know I maybe that's in the winter but maybe that's what she's saying though like (laughs) it's just like it wasn't good and so she's like yeah Let's go there and Coney. I'm not sure if Taylor Swift has ever been to Coney Island ever. Has anyone, do we have eyes on that? Has anyone posted a picture? But maybe when she was like six years old, she went to Coney Island. (laughs) Just a casual bench day on the Coney Island. Yeah. Or maybe she could have, she could have sung one of, like when she was trying to get bigger, she could have gone to like one of the little piers and sung some of her songs. 
it's yeah. But did she, she didn't live in New York, did she? She lived in Philadelphia, <laughs> or she lived in like um, Philly That's area. That's a track. That's not That's a track. A track. Uh, to Coney Island, it is. Yeah. That's it out is there. Not worth it. Yeah. Uh, okay, track ten, Ivy. Um, I uh, don't remember what this. Yes, is. I was gonna oh, say, wait. can I play this for myself so I can remember this? I have it. I have it twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, the definition of a boring track. So I it's think. it's about Could've like a woman who. So, so a lot of people had tweeted it because there's a line in there that said um drinking my husband's wine and everyone's like oh my gosh taylor's married husband's wine husband's wine but if you listen to it more in depth it's more about a woman who is married who her heart's promised to her husband but she's like she wants another guy um so it's more a girl see this goes to my cheating my cheating theory my cheating theory taylor swift Mm -hmm. cheater in large She's just she's stuck at home with Joe and she's just imagining any other person. Just someone to take away the she, dullness. Well, first she imagines his death on Coney yeah. Island and now she's imagining that she's yeah. with somebody else. Guilt free yeah. okay. because he died. Um the next track is the one Ashley thought was my favorite, which I'm interested in why is know. Cowboy Like Me. It's because you're deep. This was my least favorite. I don't like this it. is my least favorite song. I hated this song. <laughs> I so bad get this song. I was so the only reason I put it together was because the internet told me. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Same. Mm-hmm. So con artists at a wedding, I guess. Cool. It's a con- hold on, hold on. What? I did not get that. You <laughs> yeah, guys, it's con artists who are both trying to con people at a wedding, but what? then they and end then up they falling in love. Like you know other? the yeah. classic tale. Classic yeah. tale. <laughs> See, I, I. The only reason I was like cowboy like me seems pretty deep. Maybe Shelby would like that. Like, <laughs> like I, this is confusing. I, like, yeah, well, Shelby might like it. I didn't like I. <laughs> I was uh, listening to it when it was released, and I just zoned out because it just was a little boring, and it was really slow. But a lot of people like, like it. This is Shelby's jam. This whole this whole period <laughs> in the album, honestly, is like there's a bunch of songs here that I'm just kind of like. Yeah. And, yeah. and then this is where I said, who sings backup vocals? Because this is where I was like, wait, why? Oh yeah, I am does backup vocals. Who's doing these? And. Well, that's another clue we missed was because she, one of her pictures was at the Mumford Studios. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, why are they with him? And I guess it was, they were recording this song. And so um, that's a fun little Easter egg. But uh, yeah, totally skip this song a lot more than I listened to it. Maybe, okay, hear, hear me out, guys. Maybe this song is an Easter egg hinting at the song off the third album, (laughs) <laughs> which will actually have Mumford in. Yes. Maybe. maybe. And possibly. he and that's a man, so he might get a full verse. Yeah, um, definitely. Um so. so I'm kind of thinking of, you know, like Getaway Car was all about Tom and it's all about like um like I I don't know, just kind of like that had that that whole idea of like robbing the bank and running away with all of the jewels. And there's a lyric in here that says, Ask me to dance. Dancing is a dangerous game. And I kind of thought Tom Hiddleston there too, just because Oh wow. Them like dancing together. I don't know. Obviously I didn't pay attention to the song that much. When I heard that line, I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's Tom <laughs> yeah. I did not know it was about I two Roberts. Is, I think Taylor rep reflects on tom in a sort of like oh man that was a mistake oh, sort of way not in a yeah. nostalgic like oh we're dancing at a wedding <laughs> maybe this well, will be fun i, no I heard that maybe. the next song was about tom hiddleston yes. long story 12 short. long it? story short yep. yes yeah. which yeah. i also didn't like this is Dang number it. 10 for me i thought uh, maybe you'd be vibing not- with the energy and i mean the- it is sort of bouncy but sort of in an annoying way i <laughs> thought for me um, <laughs> two 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 i love this <laughs> song yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this I is about this like fun. this is another one of these songs though where it's a little cheaty it's a little bit like I'm well, dating this guy when I should be doing this guy yeah this is definitely the most obviously uh, autobiographical on yeah. the album I think and in folklore you have a lot more that's about Taylor's life that you can parse out but this one it took till this track basically to feel like very Taylor specific mm-hmm. and I think this song definitely references uh, Tom Hiddleston and sort of the I think it is her finally giving her truth about the 2016 period and um, more so than when she did in Reputation which was much more angry and sort of playful 
And I think this is her being like, yeah, long story short, it sucked. And I, I went with the wrong guy and it was a mistake. And like, what do you want me to say? Sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I liked it. I liked the vibe here. I liked it too. Some people are saying how it was like a, a song that should have, like you said, should have been on Reputation, kind of like a song that was like a saved, like a one that was written and she just didn't put oh, it on interesting. there. But I don't know. I like it for I guess here I and now. I see that, yeah. Yeah, I think Maybe. it shows that she's kind of grown up and she can look mm-hmm. back on it without so much pain. I'm laughing at it. Oh, long story short. Yeah. <laughs> what if yeah. none of these songs were actually written for this album? These are all <laughs> songs that were supposed to be on previous albums but got oh, cut. That's I a fun know. game to play. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Except for I think the next song. I because th- mm. So we go to Marjorie and that's about Taylor Swift's grandma, track 13. Yes. And then you go to Folklore, track 13, that features her grandpa, Archie. So I th- mm-hmm. I definitely think those two are probably written for the here and now because yeah. she she uh, kind of compares what her grandpa went through to COVID and here Marjorie is it's very still you can relate it to COVID too because they say what died didn't stay dead and she's like looking oh, back wow. reminiscing about I should have paid more Zombies. attention I should have yeah. talked to you more which a lot of people are like that right now you know they're losing their loved ones because of the pandemic and because of COVID and so I feel like they're very like COVID specific too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I didn't necessarily connect that, but I did love this song. I think it's yeah. a really beautiful, very sweet, beautiful song. And it, it kind of it's, again, very Taylor specific in these in the way that she's able to evoke really specific images that are still universally um, relatable. And I I loved everything about this song. And I think it was really cool that she tied in her grandmother's vocals because her grandma was a opera singer and had wanted to be famous and had oh. wanted to work at this, uh, who had, who'd been driven to like have this same career and like to be musical and to be successful. And like, and I think it's really cool that Taylor has been able to capture that relationship that was sort of cut short just because she was young when her grandma died and and hasn't ever probably didn't appreciate her grandma's career then as she does now who's someone at her level is reflecting back on how crazy it is that she made it and kind of wondering that like is it was it always in me like what I don't know I just think it was such a interesting narrative to play with and so personal to her but also just like such a beautiful song for us and she looks so much like her grandma too like it's yeah. insane. Like you look at like pictures of her grandma being young. There's one picture of her grandma holding her mom, like way back in the day yeah. when Andrea was born, and she just looks like this so much like Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's like spitting image of her if she lived in like the fifties. It's crazy. Yeah. You guys, this was my favorite song on the album. Oh, I knew it. That. I was like I just, I didn't know I don't, if you'd be so, I, I thought you might find it cloying or something, and I just doubted your humanity a little No. Bit. Oh, my Sweet. gosh, never. No, I love this so much. I thought it it has a nice, like, build to it. It has a nice, like, sort of beat that's going on in the background, yeah. even though it's it's a slower song. I thought the lyrics were really strong. Like, the pairing of the... Um, like never be so kind you forget to be clever never be so clever you forget to be kind and then when she does it again in the second verse I thought those were both such like good turns of phrases Mm -hmm. and this one I mean in this whole muddled album where you can't pick a storyline out to save your life this very clearly was like oh this is about losing someone Mm -hmm. and sort of like the advice that they give you and wishing that you would have had more time with them and or that you would have taken them for uh, that you wouldn't have taken them for granted. Mm-hmm. I just thought it it like it all worked so well, and this was like playing on all of Taylor Swift's like various strengths and just like mm-hmm. putting them together in a really nice way that a bunch of these other songs didn't do. Yeah, no, it was good, and it's it's usually towards the end of the album that the worst songs are on, so it was a yes. <laughs> surprise. Truly, yeah, Speaking I know. Usually, of... the back half is yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of worst songs, the next song is the song that I like. It's ranked the lowest for me. Closure. Oh, interesting. It's so it's more of like the backtrack that really gets to me. Um, mm. Sometimes I have anxiety and sometimes I'll have like anxiety attacks or like just like freak out. And during this time, I feel like I'm in like a warped up stage and like I can I can never describe someone how it feels, but the music brings me right there. It's like so it's set aside from like 
the lyrics of the song, more of the music, I'm just like sped right. up and I feel very anxious. It's like, yeah, it's which kind, kind of like, like a weird drum, right? Yeah, and it kind of goes yeah. with the song though because like you get this letter from somebody who like you obviously have this big riff with, and you probably like, get a little anxious about opening it up and reading it, and right. you know, so it kind of like. It kind of goes with that anxiety feeling, which put me right there. I was like, oh, yeah, I no. can't. I can't. Yeah, this was ranked like middle of the pack for me. Mm-hmm. I think um, I like the idea of it. And I think it is a clever, yeah, sort of narrative. And mm-hmm. I think it could be argued it's about Carly Kloss and uh, the closure you need mm-hmm. from a friendship. I think it's about sour. Carly, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so I do like that, but it is definitely one that's sort of like, wait, what's happening? Like, what is this energy right now? Like, I don't know. So I like the idea that she tried to make it about that sort of anxiety too successfully for you. But (laughs) this is also like just my least favorite brand of Taylor is this like she's she's over over it, it. but she's not over it at the same time. She's had a couple of these songs where she's like, I do not care about this at all, but it's like, but you are writing a whole song about it. So clearly Mm, it's like something's going on. she kind of owns up to it where she sings, because one of my favorite lines is, uh, don't treat me like some situation that needs to be handled. I'm fine with my spite. And I think that's like a really honest energy to take, you know, where you're like, I don't, I don't need closure. I don't want to talk to you. I don't need to forgive you. Like I'm, I'm not over it, but I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, th- that might be a lyric on here, but I feel like the vibe <laughs> of the song is not that. Right. Yeah. No, I can see that too. <laughs> and I also didn't think the song was good. So, you know, double whammy there. <laughs> yeah. Hard to hard to argue with that, honestly. But. <laughs> <laughs> and And then we close out the album with a song that explicitly references the movie Cats, which, you know, is a bold, <laughs> is a bold choice to uh to end that way yeah evermore and this is the one featuring bonnie Vare, which uh exile is one of everyone's like favorite from folklore it's mm-hmm. been very well received mm-hmm. and uh you know beloved so i was excited to see what they did again i don't listen to a lot of bonnie Vare, but this is not what i was no. expecting no nope. And I really loved the first half of this song, but then suddenly there's not only an introduction to Bonnie Vera's sort of falsetto, but this uh, the instrumentation, like the production changes and it really throws me off. And I'm like, wait, is this a different song? Did I accidentally skip forward? Like what's happening? And I, it didn't stick the landing for me. I don't know. Yeah. It was, I liked this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It was just so weird to me. I really wanted to like it, but then I just get distracted by Bonnie Vera at the at the back end of it. I, want- I got distracted by the cats reference oh. when she's <laughs> talking about how she, she said she said she was. It's something like um like I made a fool my of myself in like uh not virtual reality, but she <laughs> let me pull up the lyric. I want to know now. Evermore. So this is the title track, her first one since Red. Yes. And it's, um, oh shoot, this is giving me Dan Stevens apparently has a song called Evermore. Yep. That's I'm not helpful. Taylor Swift. There were whole articles it. written about this. Well, whether. Oh, weather. here we go. Gray November. I've been down since July. Motion capture put me in a bad light. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously I a cat's reference. Yes. I mean, no. I thought this song was about her twenty. Motion capture puts me in a bad light. That, that has to be a cat's funny. reference. Is, what else? Yeah. What else does motion capture mean other well, I than? I thought it was a nod to the twenty sixteen, the Taylor Swift is over party, the Snapchat gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so but how was that motion capture? Well, it was like the videotapes, the the release. But of these. motion capture is yeah, a specific type of technology <laughs> where they put little bubbles on you and then make you furry. I, I mean, know, not always. But I don't but... think that moment in Taylor Swift's career mattered in any way to her. But it's you know? in the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's so explicit. I don't know. I didn't get that from there. But someone someone um, on one of my Swifterino uh, groups that I'm a part of on Facebook, they think that this is um, another tie to the trilogy thought process because you have mm. Exile featuring Bon Iver in the first one. You have Evermore featuring him in the second one. And they think that in the third one, there's going to be another one um, with an E, title E, featuring Bon Iver. I don't remember what they thought the name of it was going to be. Eczema. Yeah. 
I just think, I mean, they're not like related. No. So you just think, I mean, I, you know what, if there's a third album, just like I'll, I'll own up to being so wrong, but I just cannot believe that would happen. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But maybe. Who I mean, knows? Taylor's so worried about overexposure, too, you know. Oh, uh-huh. maybe that'll be the track, Exposure, um, featuring <laughs> <Yes>. Bonnie Bear. <laughs> exposure. Yep. Again. I was yeah. in a furry suit with catnip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, Matt, I, I don't know if this is about cats, but it does feel, like, very specific about Taylor's I don't know life, if the so. whole... I don't know. I don't think the whole song is about cats, but I think that the opening yeah. image is a reference to cats. Yeah, I think this is one, too, where I was lost in a lot of these like lines. It's like whether we'll be tall again, whether weather be the frost or the violence of the dog days. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. Like, I'm not in tune enough with like this indie subculture of songwriting to understand I don't think what anyone she's knows. saying here. Yeah. And so, I mean, more power to her. But I think I think this was a good exercise in uh creativity for taylor swift and Mm -hmm. i think i'm i'm happy to see her flexing her songwriting in such a unique way and people are obviously responding it to to it well because in a lot of these reviewers have given this album more um better reviews than even folklore um so i mean i think it speaks to an audience that maybe isn't the traditional swifty and that's always a good thing but i personally will just probably turn on folklore more often than ever more yeah um, well, you mix them all together because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I have the best mixtape now evermore because they're, they're sister <laughs> albums. Right. Um, so they're, so like it goes perfect together. So people are making like an ever or folk, folk more uh, Apple or ever Laura. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, little, I mean, like, I do. I do feel like you could put together a 12 track album <laughs> using things from the two of these that would be halfway yeah. decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I love the album art. So that's something I really do. I think it's a very beautiful cover. So that's cool. Add that um, to my collection. Okay. Sure. You know, we're looking on the bright side. Yeah. Uh, I feel like now is the time, especially since you guys probably won't or might not be doing a podcast again for a, a while, yes. to discuss the album rankings. Um, yeah. Where does this slide oh. in? Oh. How are we oh. ranking oh. the nine oh. albums? If you guys need a little bit of time, I can go first. Oh, um, dear. Yeah, I'm excited. To well, this. I I know nothing about the first three albums, so I will not be ranking those. Okay. Um, so number one, 1989. Uh, number two, Lover. Wow. Number mm-hmm. three, Red. Okay. Um, number four, Folklore. Mm-hmm. Number five. Oh wow, this is truly dregs at this point. Is it Evermore or Reputation? I hate them both so much. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say Reputation and then Evermore is last. I think. Mm, I think this okay. is the worst album. It has the <laughs> most filler. Okay. I actually did work on this, um, thinking about it when I was sitting in my disappointment a little bit, and I think, um, I think my favorite is. This is hard, but I think it would skew towards Fearless and then Red and then 1989 and then Folklore and then Reputation and then Evermore and then Lover and then Speak Now and then Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. You don't like Lover? I thought Lover was so good. I don't. I think Lover has, like, to your point, it has too much filler, but there are some very good songs on Lover. Mm -hmm. So it's hard trying Mm -hmm. to think of the whole album because I think ultimately... I would save more from other albums than I would from Lover if it came push come to shove, you know? It's tough. I feel like it changes every day. And honestly, I I did like the average of like what I scored the tracks on my mm-hmm. <laughs> my ranking list. And Lover actually was one of the higher albums. So clearly I don't know what I'm talking Interesting. about. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Your mind is in a yeah. warp state at the Emotionally, moment. Emotionally, I don't like Lover, but I also acknowledge that there's some really good songs on it. So, uh, Yes. Well, the problem with Lover is that it has me and yeah. the Trailer Park song, which are both <laughs> horrific. You need to calm down. Yes. I, I can that. never remember the title loud. of it. I just remember down. her in the Trailer Park with uh, the LGBT people. And yeah, she was like, you know how... You know how um, I was in a fight with Katy Perry and people didn't like me. That's the same thing as systemic homophobia. So that was a fun moment. Yeah, but she uh, referenced Glad in it. So it's yeah. <laughs> RuPaul was there. Yeah. Uh, so wait, Ashley, what's your ranking? Okay, this is really hard because 
you put me on the spot, so I had to like throw it all out. So it might be different tomorrow. So I have red as number one, the 1989 reputation, folklore, speak now, fearless, oh, wow. lover, evermore, Taylor Swift. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, you guys Ouch. hate lover. Yeah. I mean, this I, is... so the thing is, is that I like all Taylor Swift. Who albums. knew I would be the I'm one here defending lover? So, low, but so well. I get it. I get okay, it. So yeah. Matt, you're by making us rank it, you make you. You think that the we hate the ones that are on the very, very low end of the totem pole. That's not the case. Some of my favorite songs are on Red in 1989. Reputation is, will always hold like a, a pure oh, spot gosh. in my heart for that. But there are songs in Evermore I love, Lover that I love. Um, Taylor Swift is such like a – like that's her entrance into yeah, the it's world. Like, it's like we'd still take every Taylor Swift album over almost any other artist album. You know what I mean, yeah. Matt? So. You, yeah. you got to give us a break here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but what I think that the Swifties should know is that you just said that eight of the albums aren't as good. <laughs> and that's what the takeaway should be. Yeah, yeah. That you don't really like yeah. eight of her albums. Okay. So, okay. sorry. Well, you want to drag we, them. Yeah. Do you know what we took out of it? You like one of her albums. <laughs> yeah, yes. I guess I like wow. one of them. <laughs> You're a Swiftie, Matt. You love her. <laughs> and oh, you no. fought so hard against our opinions. So clearly yeah. you have some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You're well, like, well, I mean, Lover Justice was my lover. <laughs> lover was my well, not. I don't think it was my number one album, but Taylor Swift no. was my number one artist. That yes. was the year. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> Take us back to 2019. Yeah. 2020 yeah. is over. Will she, I can tell you this: she's definitely not making another top in 2021 <laughs> with this album. That is, I am not worried about that in the slightest. Yeah, well, you'll come around on nobody, no crime. I think. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Okay, uh, guys, this has been a very long two-part episode. Mm-hmm. It has been great having you back, Shelby. Thank I will you. miss you uh, in the next you know month or so, however long your maternity leave lasts. Yeah. It's always great to have you on the podcast, Ashley, Thank as well. You. you know, just a true uh, Taylor Swift lunatic in the presence, <laughs> and lunatic. love love the energy. <laughs> Can't get enough. Can't wait. Can't wait till we have another podcast yeah. in three months when ta- when part three comes out. Exactly. Woodville. Yeah, that's when my maternity leave is yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, Ashley, where can people find Swiftish yes. if they are listening? So uh, they can find and trying us to find that on Instagram, Swiftish Podcast, Twitter, uh, the Swiftish or Swiftish Pod thirteen on Twitter. They can email us. Uh, you know swiftestpodcast at gmail.com and you know find us wherever you listen to podcasts just wherever you find ps you're wrong you can find us yeah we've broken down almost every track on folklore so you can revisit that greatness as you as you consider what we'll have to say about evermore Mm -hmm. (laughs) coming soon and you can follow P.S. You're Wrong at P.S. You're Wrong uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back on Thursday with an episode about The Prom, the Netflix <laughs> film. Uh, so sorry, I missed it. I know. Well, you got to give, you know, your like yeah, two yeah. hot takes during this. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back to the regular scheduled programming then. And then it's Christmas and Yay. then, you know, all kind of stuff. But yes, this was great. Glad that we got to do this. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming back, Shelby, and for and Ashley, both of you. Yeah. Um, and we'll see all of you guys next week. Bye.